everybody, and welcome to the 76th episode of According to Alan. I am your host, Alan Moskowski. I've been told quite a bit from people that I know, including my cousin Cassie, that I need to podcast more. So here is my my chance of doing that. I am joined today with Mike Kristen. Yeah, don't forget the Z before the Y. Z before Y at all times. Yep, always. And uh, you, you have been on quite a few of these recently. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you and me, buddy, to the very end. <laughs> 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 figuratively and literally literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so first things first i think that um the last time we talked was post coronavirus and that yeah. was a couple weeks ago and uh i thought it'd be interesting to kind of open up the podcast with what's been going on give people an update yeah um we have full intentions of ramping back up and things have um for our own content we have a lot of ideas out there that are going to be starting to form and so the first one it's going to be really exciting um we have uh sold a web series and the web series is called this fucking house this fucking house where we're going to be going around northwest indiana and we're going to be uh highlighting super dope cribs um it doesn't have to be massive it could be something small that has been remodeled to the t's that's really cool but um we're happy to announce that we've got a a partner in that now in the tiffany dowling group of keller williams and so that's huge. Oh, yeah. And so we're going to be starting production of that next week. Um, we've got some really cool plans of this. And this is going to be kind of like a spearhead of a lot of the changes from a programming side that I'm really excited about. One of them is going to be um, another. Uh, you're going to find really quickly here that our, our programming is going to get a little more edgy. Right. And so um, not only do we have this fucking house de- debuting soon, but we also have uh, just the tip, mm-hmm. which is going to be <laughs> a video. <laughs> A video of um, industry people, whether it's a cook or whether it's a brewer or whatever it is, and they're going to be giving us tips that you at home can adapt to and do for yourself. So that's really cool. Whether it's a brewer telling us how we should be smelling and tasting the beer or whether it's a cook telling us how to chop shit up or the proper way. Um, So that'll be really awesome. And then another one that we're really excited about is one called Food Porn. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be... these really awesome dishes, which will be an extension of what's the dish. And it'll be a really slow, um, very skinamaxy vibe for what we're doing and all really exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. In the meantime, we're going to be doing something really fun too, which is creating our own cookbook. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Yeah, I agree. We've been talking about this for the past couple months. Um, and, uh, I think our love for food and obviously our focus on um, food and restaurants throughout the region will translate very well to uh, a cohesive physical manual of uh, favorites from across the region that I think people are going to be really excited about. Um, obviously, we don't want to make the we're local to and I we don't want to make this just like a regular cookbook. Um, there's going to be some fun stuff in there. Uh, we're still talking about design and stuff, but. Obviously, the hardest part is going out and getting the content, and now that everything's ramping back, ramping back up, uh, we're finally able to do that. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, start photographing this and talking to the chefs and just like uh, figuring everything out because I think this is going to be a hit comes uh, you know winter time. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think that one of the things this quarantine's taught me is that I think a lot of times when we've been doing things, we've been going outside of our interests. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm done with that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think from now on, it's going to be what we're interested in. 
and anything else is just going to go to the wayside. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. And I can't even really give you an example right now of no. a situation that's like that. But I can tell you that, like, you know, I really love golf. I really love beer. I, I actually, I love books. I love art. I love music. You know, there's so many different um, avenues that I really care about. And so I'm just going to stick to that. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me. And then I'm hoping that when people jump on, if they do, that they're going to be extensions of that personality. Because it's just, I think that's the only way we can make a move forward. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to be, who wants to be stuck doing things that they don't want to do, you know? Right. And like, um, I, I agree. I mean, there's been a couple times where I'm like, oh, like, I don't mind doing this, but it's obviously not exactly what I want to do when we're, we're going on to a project. And uh, to think to think that from now on, we're going to be just really spearheading things that we're passionate about means that our content is going to be better for the people because we're going to be knowledgeable in it. And we're also going to have a lot more flair to it just because that's a that's a part of us. And that's that's something we care about. And you're always going to uh, make take take better care of things that you care about. So for sure. So. I'm really excited for it. I think one thing I'd like to start adding into it is too is sports, and one one way or another, we yeah. have teamed up with Region Sports Network in the past. I see that continuing. I don't see there is any reason to not do right, that. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that we've really grown into because I get this question a lot, like, "What are you guys going to be doing next?" And you know, I think we've stayed docile for a while here. And you know, when it comes to the paid gigs, and you know, for everything that we're doing. We've got some really cool partners that we're starting to really work with, and The Times is one of them. And this next two weeks, we're really helping um, Amplify, um, which is really a weird word to put to that because I think that's the name of their marketing direction. Yeah, I think think they're called Amps. Oh, you know what? It is Amps something. I'm pretty, I think it's just AMP. Or That's amped. funny. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just remember that. So, the, the, you know, we're, we're teaming up with them. We're going to help bring Best of the Region to a live programming. I can say that now because we're, we're, it's official. It's official. And so that's something we're really excited about. And something, it's a way that we can really kind of put our um, footprint on this area even further, For which sure. is really great. And, you know, we, we're not going to be anything without our partners. No. And so this is really great to be able to kind of say, okay, we can pick our partnerships that we really like. And then work with them. Right. Like I don't want to. I don't want to say anything crazy, but I. I don't. I don't foresee us ever working with NWI Life. No. Yeah. They're just not my style. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I don't really care. And if and if we're going on if we're going on this little little road right now, I think we were talking about this the other day, and I I I, I thought about it, is the amount of copying that goes on within media companies in the region and obviously throughout the rest of the country, um, that doesn't help your brand whatsoever. That doesn't help grow the culture in the area that we're living in right now. If you're looking at what we're doing or if we're looking at someone else and what they're doing and we're copying it, what what help does that do? You see that that's making money for them and you're trying to get on that? The way to enhance culture in the area you're living in is to think of something new and add on to what's already existing. And through that, I think our partnership with The Times will help amp- amplify um, the culture in the region for uh, you know covering grounds that The Times don't meet and finding a way to cover and saturate all uh, corners of the region with, with really good content, really good news, and really good you know, updates about everything that's going on. Um, and that's something that I'm really excited about, to be working with them, and obviously potential uh, partnerships in the future, that if there's uh, companies coming up that are doing things that we're not doing, and we, th- and we get along, and we can find a way to make those par- partnerships work, we're only enhancing the people in the region and their, and their knowledge and the culture here. Mm-hmm. So Well said. 
I really mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, 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 sh- I want to add to that, right? Because yeah. I think that's what that, that's the point. And I think that's what's so frustrating sometimes mm-hmm. is that there's not a lot of people adding to it. There's a lot of people taking away from it. And while I think that like a restaurant in particular, say, well, hypothetically say Bill's Barbecue. Yeah. Bill's Barbecue is a f- made up restaurant that I just thought of. <laughs> However, like, so if we go in there and we cover them, and we do something that no one else has done, then it gives them a chance to kind of say, okay, here's a new thing to do it. But if another media company goes in and repeats the exact same thing we're doing, it's not really adding. No. What you're doing is, is that you're doing a version of us because you think it's successful. Yeah. And that's not the way to do that. As a creative, I think that you know, we're always looking at being authentic. Yeah. That's our goal. Right. And so I don't want to like get on this, this this case of like what we're doing and what we're not doing and calling out people who aren't doing things. But I can tell you there's been nobody more influential of this area in the last two years than us. I agree. I totally and that's agree. I don't even think it's debatable. No. And no. anybody who says otherwise is lying. Yeah. They're, they, they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. No, I totally agree. Uh, there wouldn't be groups like Ladies 219. There wouldn't be groups like Crown Point Neighbors Helping Neighbors. There wouldn't be all this other shit that's out there. Um, NWI Life, you know, was while it while it predates us, I think we showed how antiquated their fucking system is. Yeah, totally, you know, totally. and I think the, I think smart people get that. I think that's what's beautiful about. And we we sat down with the vice president of uh, the Times, and one of the conversations we had was we they're not trying to be us; they're their own thing. But what we do together in a partnership is we we make up for what they lack very well, and they they make up for what we lack very well. In a way, it's pretty great symmetry. Yeah, you know, and like there are people out there, and I think that's the thing for me post coronavirus. And again, normally I don't say this shit because I don't I don't know if people care, honestly. Right. And uh, I don't want to get down this path of just talking shit about people. It's not exactly what I'm trying to do. I just call it like I see it. You know. Yeah. But now I don't really care. No, <laughs> do you, you know what I'm saying? No. Like, I don't really like, if, if the pandemic almost brought us to our knees. Mm-hmm. What do we have to lose? Yeah. And right. And with that being said, uh, it brought us to our like almost brought, to our, brought us to our knees uh, while we're doing everything very um, by the books. For the yeah. Like part. we weren't trying to rustle any feather, ruffle any feathers. No. We were trying to play it politically correct. We for cared, the most we, part. We cared about our image in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And like, and like you're going to see some shit out of this coronavirus that I've already seen that drives me crazy. Like there are people out there doing amazing things. Bree Zolfo from community love and mm-hmm. cafe fresco is one of those people. Yes, Her intentions are genuine. Mm-hmm. She really gives a shit about what she's doing. Yeah. And she really cares. And, and you could, people could say whatever they want about it, but at the end of the day, like that's, that was such a, innovative way to be a participant in the community mm-hmm. than just be an observer, you yeah. know, and we observe a lot, but we're participants too. I mean, yeah. we do try. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's just really great to see that and to see other groups jumping on that wagon, not giving them any credit in the face of a global pandemic is, I don't know any other word than disgusting, disgusting, shitty, um, cowardly, cowardly. Yeah. You know, um, to to profit during a time where no one's profiting is a sin, you know. For sure, that that is just, you know, I don't care if I mean I, I'm a competitor. You and I were competitive people, but during this kind of time, I don't care if we're not winning and everyone else isn't winning with us. We want to win together at this point. Yep, I'm not trying to get ahead of people, and that's just. 
take i mean there's, there's there's it's one thing to take advantage of a situation this is not a situation all right this is a problem this is a problem it's problematic you can't take advantage of this you have to build with each other to grow yep. you know and seeing people that see this as a how do i say uh, a stepping stool in maybe their career or their finances um is it, it's sorry it's it's sad to see it really is yeah and I, I don't have any respect for those people. No. And really. if you want to get our respect, if that's what your goal is, if your goal is to get respect, and you'll get it from us, mm-hmm. do your own thing, man. Yeah. Do your own thing, and then come come to the person who's got the higher exposure level, and then help share that idea. Yeah. And then let's get let's get off together. Yeah. Don't just don't just copy what we're doing, and then just act like it's a it's it's a everyone's doing it, dude. It's bullshit, man. The and it happens people, so often. Yeah, the amount of people that have had such great ideas that we didn't come up with, and we're like, man, I would we would love to work with these guys, all for them to say we don't want to work with you. We're like, well, <laughs> it's your funeral at that at that point, you know. Yeah. We can help. We can help you, and we want to help you, you know. Yep. Well, I think we just stay true to those colors. I think we keep pounding it away. And then just really do um, as much as you can uh, just to, just to kind of keep up the creative thing. And that's what we're doing. I mean, that's what this program is going to be doing. This is the stuff that we're going to be working on as hard as we possibly can. And so I would challenge any creative out there, come up with your own ideas. Yeah. Come up with your own shit, man. And I know there's only so many ways to skin a cat in, in a lot of ways. So, like, granted, we're giving a lot of structure and template to people. But, like, and, that's, and, and it is a sense of complimentary in, in, its, in its own. It, it really is. But when... We're this close to the precipice of just being like, you know, especially like I would say two months ago, there was some real discussion about whether or not we can even continue to do this. Yeah. You know, and then luckily we pivoted to the real estate stuff, which really did it great for us. I mean, still, it's still going, you know, that's been that was an awesome move in hindsight. I'm so glad we did that. I'm proud of giving that week to local businesses. So they had a chance to really say that. And we set the tone with that. I mean, we really did. I mean, we were doing we were highlighting musicians every night. We were doing a bunch of all that stuff. And that's what you saw in the wake of all of it, mm-hmm. you know? And we did so many really cool things that I'm just so proud of during that time period. And the other thing I'm going to say here, too, is, like, I'm not a words person. I'm an actions person. Don't tell me what you're – don't. I don't want to hear – I mean, I granted, everyone talks. I'm talking right now. Yeah. You're talking. Mm-hmm. And that's positive. But at the end of the day, like, don't talk to me about what you're going to do. Just do it. Yeah. You know, don't tell me what your intent, because that's what I judge. I don't, we can go on and around conversation to conversation, but at the end of the day, like, what does your action say? Right. What does your action say? And if it's, if it's something that's fallen short, then it's falling short, you know? Right. But I can think of, of multiple instances right away that people were trying to put, turn, turn like shit into roses. Yeah. With their words, but their actions were shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, uh, I agree. There is this, um, Back, back in college in our wrestling room, there was um, like these quotes on the wall all around the, the, the place. And one, right before you go out the door, it, it always stuck with me. It is, uh, it is no sin to attempt and fail, but it is a sin to fail to attempt. Let that sing, stick with you for a minute. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, there. I have, me as a person, I have no problem if you tell me you're going to do something and you try to do it and you fail. That I can accept that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mike Dornoy said, "I can always accept failure. Can't accept not trying." You know, you saying one thing and not doing it—that shows me exactly who you are as a person. Yeah, you know? that's all it takes. That's man. all it takes. That's all it takes. So we've seen some ugliness out of this whole thing. Yeah, that's fine. 
but yeah. at least we know. Yeah. We got off easy. It could have been way worse. You know, sure. it could be for way sure. worse for a lot of people. So it's awesome. I mean, I'm so glad to see the direction we're going into. We're starting to ramp up again. A lot yeah. of the production's really cool. And so moving forward, I'm just pumped. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I know we joke about it all the time. But like <laughs> really, man. I mean, this is such an awesome time and like another great quarter to be a part of this, which is like really exciting. So yeah, there's that. Um, and then I think that we have to at least address, I mean, th- there's riots and protesting going on all over the place. I feel right. like we should at least talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, I think our news feed, if you mm-hmm. go to our Instagram feed proves that we're not racist. I think we care a lot about people. I don't genuinely see color. I think the problem with a lot of stuff that's happening right now is, is classist. Mm-hmm. And I think that people get it confused all the time with racism in class. I think at this point, I, I, if, if, if well, here's my hope is that there's a lot of conversation now about breaking down barriers between two different communities that may not have existed before and they can communicate their differences and their, and their, and how alike they really are. Yeah. That's my hope. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what else to say about it. No, that was really well said. Thanks. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. There's a lot and there's a lot of issues going on right now. And um, I think you and I were talking about this earlier. It, it, it doesn't always come down to be exactly racial as it does a lot of other issues within within the system that people see and are, you know, finally being pointed out. Um, and all we can hope for is reform. Um, all we can hope for is that, you know, goodness will eventually come through it. And it's not going to be changed overnight, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not going to wake up one day and, um, you know, feel better about things that are happening. Just just like that. It's going to take a lot of work um, and it may not even be for us, but hopefully our kids, you know, my mm-hmm. generation. Um, I I stand with everyone that's protesting. I will uh, defend anyone that, that needs needs help. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, I am proud to be American as well. Um, and I, uh, I I enjoy a lot of the freedoms that I have. And I hope that. Uh, Every, what everyone's fighting for is for a, a, a new freedom and uh, something that will make them feel better. Um, and I can stand with you for that. So that's all I got to say. Damn right, man. Yeah. Um, we all we all, we all probably obviously agree that rioting is not the answer. Right. Looting is not the answer. Uh, I do like seeing the peaceful protests. I think that, uh, I you know, there's been so much conversation about it. I don't know really what to add. No. I think my only real probably disappointment with everything and, and this is is that it's become a political thing mm-hmm. and and just like the coronavirus did it became political and i don't understand how either of those things are political i don't understand how the coronavirus is pol- political i, I can kind of see the, the well because you got the democrats saying stay at home do nothing and you've got the republicans saying live your life like it's normal yeah no i get that i'm just saying like uh that shouldn't have been, became political shouldn't be poli- yeah, exactly. shouldn't be political yeah. and even this is like this is becoming I mean, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this because I could, I know how sensitive this topic is right mm-hmm. now. I think that people who use racism and police brutality in particular um, is a smaller percentage than what's being perceived okay. uh, that have really experienced it, you know? And I think that it becomes a calling card for the, some of the classes when there's a lot of successful people that don't see it at all. Okay. Yeah. No. I Do see you know what I'm yeah, saying? I see what you're saying? So I think it becomes. I think this is becoming a political issue mm-hmm. to put pressure on different parties when it's not exactly like that. Gotcha. And this is starting to feel like a bunch of kids like 
whining because they're not getting their way. And I and I'm not and I'm not and you you've been around me long enough, man. I'm I consider myself pretty objective. I, I can see something and say it's one way or the other without without being too emotional about it. I might I might debate it emotionally, but essentially when I'm watching and interpreting content, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like I'm and I'll even as a precursor say. I'm not flying a Donald Trump flag. Mm, okay. Yeah. I don't I don't care one way or another. I see the person who he is as in his personal life. Obviously I don't relate to that at all. I don't see him as somebody that I would really like confide in or be someone I would consider a good friend, right? There's enough trouble in the way that he's handled things that just I I, I would steer clear, you know? Um, however, I do feel like I've never seen anybody be so scrutinized on a consistent basis on what he does say, what he doesn't say and how he acts at one point, it just becomes all counterproductive. Um, for example, the, the thing of him like giving a speech and then he's holding a Bible up in that picture. Here's the narrative that you're hearing publicly. You're hearing that he cleared out a good, a big street of people through tear gas and rubber bullets to take that photo op. And then he essentially, I mean, I guess they're they're really looking at it as a way of like, I guess, being sacrilegious by holding a Bible up as a photo op. Then you get the other side of the story that's like, no, those riots were actually already going on. And this was happening locally, too. Some of this narrative was crazy. But then you start to hear like, no, these riots were already going on. The police made very strict rules to those pr- protesters if you cross certain lines that's what's going to get going to get that's what's going to happen and then so then you start to hear like from the press secretary of the united states that that didn't happen at all that that was not the instance these are two separate things mm-hmm. that people are interpreting as the same thing and it's not and and as a guy who's in media dude we use props all the time like to to put the to put the best picture out like get over it you know, right, right. And, and like there was a lot of like, especially with the pandemic, there was so many different people in an uproar about multiple media outlets using the same pictures for to, 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 to talk about two different stories. But they all backed up the same mentality that it was people partying at the beach and not taking up the rules. Right. Right. And there'd be a people in San Francisco. Oh, they're partying in San Francisco and on the beach. And that's what it is. And then there'd be that picture. And then New York times would run a picture saying they're partying in Florida and they're not obeying the rules. And it'd be the same picture, but like they don't, people don't understand how the media works. Yeah. You, you, you're a part of the associated press. You buy into that. That means you're allowed to catalog all these pictures. It's not a, it's not a sin to use the picture to create some form of illustration about what you're pers- what, what you're what you're reporting on. I mean, people need to think about it in like dollars and cents. You're not going to send a, a, a photographer or you're not going to hire a photographer to go to the location you're reporting on to take the picture when you can just literally buy into the subscription you already have, find a picture and use it. Right. Right? Right, yeah. Okay, so I just talked a lot. Go for it. No, no, no. I think I think you did a, a good job, uh, respectfully too. Um, I will. I mean, I'm I'm obviously I'm I'm a little closer to this just because as my my experience as a brown man in America. I think one thing I do want to talk about though is um, <laughs> I saw this I saw a TikTok the other day, and it was a um, it was a woman. She was like, uh, singing about how people are <laughs> graphic design is curing racism. Obviously, like it was it's sarcastic, but like the amount of people that I am seeing that that all they do is 
all day is post um, graphics on their Instagram story. And I'm like, it's, 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 I mean, you've seen, I, I do the same thing, but it's not constant. I have a lot of friends that are doing it like every half hour. And like you go through the whole thing is like that, 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 that. And I'm like, that's okay. You do what you want with your social media. But once you're calling people out for not doing the same as you, what good is that doing? You know? Nothing, man. Nothing. And there, there was this one post in particular. I was, um, and I'm always, I'm always speaking out for what I believe in. I, and I always will. And um, thankfully, I, work, I have an employer and someone I work for that respects my, uh, my uh, viewpoints. And also a family that respects my viewpoints. So I, I, sh- I don't have anything to fear in that regard. Um, but when I decide to not post something and post a selfie with my girlfriend and then immediately I see someone posting about I can't believe people are taking selfies with everything that's going on with the world and to top it off that person is white and hasn't really experienced what's obviously what's going on I'm like I I get you're trying to be a social justice warrior and and I, I, I respect you for wanting to do that but like don't be calling other people out for not wanting to follow those footsteps because I don't see any good coming out of that all right I didn't I didn't enjoy that. I got really upset actually and it kinda loomed on me for the rest of the day. I'm like I'm I I, I would I donated money that I to uh uh what's it called? Foundations I thought were uh worthy. Um I spoke out. I didn't protest, but I was speaking out on social media and I continued to do that just because it's something I believe in. Mm-hmm. But if you are ridiculing someone for not doing enough of that, even though they're clearly doing it a lot, and I'm not one I didn't I didn't post my donation on Instagram. I didn't post how much money, like I, I, because I, I don't, I don't like when people do that either. I use it as a platform to do, like, say what I feel, and it, I'm sorry for some reason that person didn't think what I was doing is enough, um, and I'm sorry that a lot of people are gonna disappoint you in that regard too, if you hold such high, unrealistic, stupid expectations for people. So. I can see that being frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Boy, this podcast took a real turn. Yeah. I didn't see, when we started this, I didn't see it being like this. No, no. It did kind of start kind of, we were kind of just ranting this whole time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this we, this we, is actually one of those conversations that is probably would have happened in our in my office. Yeah. Without the, without the microphones yeah. on. And I, this feels like we just recorded it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. We've, we've, been, uh, we've been doing respectful. Nothing's getting heated. We both respect each other's opinions, and yeah, I mean, we all, yeah, everyone has the right to know. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm 100% like, you know, when it comes to uh, the suppressed, and when it comes to people who don't feel like they have any options, I, I relate, I empathize with them, and I want to make sure that people understand that, you know, I care. I think as a, from a public statement of Local 2 and I, we absolutely care. Um, I personally didn't put up a black photo. Don't think that was productive anyways. No. And, and, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell people why. I mean, in, in my, my background will show it. I never saw local two and nine as a political group. Mm. I've never seen it. I mean, while our podcast might been there every once in a while, I, I, if you, if you watch what we do, I never have politicians on. I never talk about matters like that. And I just don't see a, a positivity of putting that on there because, you know, I know Michael Jordan gets a lot of shit from the mid '90s of someone asking him a question about why aren't you backing the North Carolina senator? You know, and, and I guess his popular number, his popular name is like his statement is, "Or Republicans buy shoes too." Um, I'm not exactly going to go there, but I don't feel I feel like all of this is divisive, and I don't feel like turning anybody off. Mm-hmm. 
personally. I, I mean, and not saying that like I wouldn't, I'm not, af- I'm not, it's not that I'm afraid, not afraid of doing that. Obviously the first 20 minutes of this podcast is me not caring. We just have never covered anything political. No. And I honestly don't think anybody really gives a shit about what we think about it. Yeah. In all seriousness. And I, I think mean, it was better for us to not say anything because I do hate, um, th- there was a meme going around about how it was such a, uh, blanket, a bl- uh, like a, just a blatant, um, like, uh, what's it called? Outline for each company to say, hi, my name is blank, the brand name. And then during this time we stand with blah, blah, blah. But like everyone said the same thing, but it's, it's only to have those people continue to buy their products because they want to show that they're appealing to that demographic, you know, that, you know, in the, in that case, especially when there was a whole day of brands only doing that, it was probably better to say nothing than, than say anything at all. Yeah. And people don't, I really believe this, man. People don't follow us to hear our political issues. Yeah. They just don't. No. And they, they follow us because we make things look cool. They gives them new ideas of places to try and things to do locally. That it's not our platform, man. And I and you know, again, I if you if you want any if anybody wants any evidence about where we stand, look at our content. Our content's diverse. Yeah. That's look at it. Our staff, look at the, the people we've staffed in the past too. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and so like I don't I, to me, I don't see color. I've never understood the whole conversation. I think of racist white people as ignorant. Um, I think that's a small percentage of white people, and I think it's a small percentage of black people who also think that they're that there's that those people are racist. I think for the most part, it's it's pretty cool. You know, I, I've never met anybody from, especially an African American, that's been like. There's been tension immediately. Like it's never existed in my world, you know. Gotcha. And if they feel that way, then I then then I have no idea, you know. But mm-hmm. and I would and I would hopefully you know be sincere and empathetic to that perspective. But for like I've I've got a lot of really people, a lot of people that I really consider great people, um, across race that I don't I've never looked at it that way, you know. Yeah. And I I will continue to do that. Maybe I grew up in Hammond. And I played baseball. And I remember the first time I really faced a form of racism for the, like, I'll never forget it. And it was like the first time when it came to like a reality that that exists in the world. I was 15, right? And I was playing in Hammond. At that point, I was playing baseball in Hammond for uh, Hammond Babe Ruth. At the point, at the time, it was called Edison Babe Ruth, but we were in All Stars. And so when you got into All Stars, it would be like Edison, Irving, Robert Stale. We'd all become like one super team, right? And we were sick, dude. But we had we had three African Americans on that team, you know. One of them being Mike Coles from Hammond High, who was just an insanely awesome player. Probably still one of the best, probably the best player I've ever played with, right? Just crazy, good athletic. Um, so we're, you know, we're. I remember we were in Highland or in at Roman at Sherville in Sherville. We were playing Dyer, and I remember actively hearing the stands of the dire fans, the dire parents being uh, racist. I mean, there's wow. no other way around it. And I mean, it's now it's like, and that was that first time where it was like, dude, the, I mean, these are my brothers. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And then and it became fuel. And I think part of it was that like, maybe those two, three guys that were on my team, but we used it as motivation. I don't think anybody was like ready to go into the crowd and kill somebody. Um, I think there was a lot of people there that were upset. Um, I don't think for what we heard was one thing, but it sounds like between the parents, it got real heated. Yeah, I can only imagine. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, 
But it, and plus, the other thing that we didn't help us is that we were so obnoxious. Yeah, no doubt. We were one of those teams that just like from the from the first pitch, we were screaming in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't that didn't help. Yeah. You know, so we 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 always made our presence known. But that was the first time I ever experienced it, and I was on that side. And I, and I will say, like, there's no room for that. No. There's just, it's blatant 100%. If that's your fucking issue, don't, we're not friends. No. We're not going to be friends. Out, get the fuck Get the fuck out, you know? And so that was one of those things that, like, I'll never forget. However, like, I don't think that ever affected one of those guys. It, I mean, it that, mo- that much. And, like, again, there's so many cool ways that people can intervene. And this difference in culture is a positive. I see it as a positive. We would not have certain elements of our culture today if it wasn't for African Americans, and I love those. And we, I know that was one of those things that we hear a lot of is the appropriation of their culture, and how white people seem to be taking advantage of that as well. But it's a, to me, it's a celebration of the culture. I mean, you can look at it one way or the other, you know. But I think I saw an interview with Little Wayne talking about how like he doesn't see racism at all because he goes to his he goes on stage and he's rapping in front of twenty thousand white kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they wouldn't be there if they hated him. Right. And so it's like it's an interesting terminology, and it's it just really comes down to the interpretation of the way people are. Yeah, it's a lot of classism. You're right. It's it's all classism, man. You, yeah. It's classism, and people don't people are getting it confused. Mm-hmm. And so it really is about the the age old thing of people who are in that middle class and above, who are looking down on the lower class and the lower class dying to get the respect of the middle and upper class. That's what it's coming down to, and that's the clash. You know. So hopefully, like like I said, man, if I can have one thing, one wish out of this, is that people can take the opportunity. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said it. is the first person I actually saw say it. Take the time to just sit down and have dinner with someone that doesn't look like you. Get to know them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's you're gonna find out you're way more alike than not alike. You know, in a lot in a lot of positive ways. Agreed. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much more to talk about it. Do you, do you want to add anything? No, that was one very, last lap. One last lap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I agree with all those statements. Um, that was very cool of you to open up that way. I never heard that story actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, I went to, I went to college in the South. I experienced it like firsthand. I had, I watched my friends experience it firsthand as well. And I heard friends that people I thought were my friends say other things like that. And I'm like, wow, like, to think that it, 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 because um, not only is it classes, it's also very regional as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, when, since I've been exposed to that, that came a lot more on the forefront of my mind. Um, and so it, it's just, it's crazy to think about that it does still exist. Um, and sadly, it's not, it's not just going to go away, you know? And yeah. I think, uh, I hope people don't think this, but I think people actually do is that like, it will just kind of up and disappear one day. You're not gonna stop the the old the older white generation thinking that way. You know, you're not. Um, you know, with it, hopefully in the next couple of decades, it, it can phase out, and and some some sorts of some sort of prejudice will uh, be phased out. But uh, right now, I mean, it's it's always been a hard time to uh, obviously be a person of color. But um, I think eventually it's gonna get better and better and easier. And uh, I mean, I have nothing but high hopes for the future of of, uh, of America and for the society and everything we live in. So. Yeah, I think one thing that I'd like to—I mean, once I can kind of get settled back in, um, when because we're so we're ramping up so much that our time is kind of limited. I would love to explore how to create mentorship programs in within within our community yeah. that can really help people because it's you see it 
all the time, man, that like, you know, you're only as good as the people, you know, sometimes, Yeah. you know, and I've been very blessed that every level of success that I've perceived myself to have, it's opened up doors to people I'd never would have met otherwise. Yeah. That have really helped, I'd say, contribute to what I have going on. Um, and they're always silent, you know, whether it's guys like Dave Bryan or, um, you know, anybody really, you know, uh, there's, there's so many, I, I, I take, I take inspiration from so many different people. Yeah. Um, but it's just all these conversations, the further you, the further you go up the, the rungs of the ladder, just, just help you kind of stabilize, whether it's financial advice, whether it's, um, education on how to run a business, you know? And, and, and it's really important that people stay ambitious and don't get caught up in like the same bullshit every day. You know, Agreed. I think that would be one thing. And if there's something I can do, and I've always been passionate about mentorship in particular. So I would love to be a part of that. I, I know there is one thing that I have been offered to be a part of, which I, I've already said yes. I just don't know if it's going to happen or not. But um, Austin Caldwell, do you remember him? Yeah. He, he runs Snappy Press and he mm-hmm. does a lot of stuff out of Velpo. One of the best guys I know. He spent a lot of time in Gary, um, just getting to know the culture, uh, figuring out ways to help. And I think one thing he'd love to do is he'd love to kind of take a bike ride from Velpo to Miller Beach, um, invite as many people as possible so that there's ways of kind of doing these activities of integration more and being active in it as opposed to just having an opinion. Yeah. And so I told him, yeah, I would love to help you get the word out for that. Hopefully it happens. I don't know what that what that ultimately is going to do and when it comes to change, but it's a great step in the right direction. Yeah, it's a stepping stone. You know. Baby steps. Yeah. And so I, I mean that's that's about all that's going on there. I have decided in the, in in the meantime this last week I went I went crazy. I've been watching too many TikToks <laughs> of uh these guys selling baseball cards. <laughs> so I jumped back into it. So right now in my office, I I bought this kids collection for 100 bucks. Um I haven't collected baseball cards in fucking 25 years? Yeah, decades. Jumping back in, <laughs> yeah. dude. And so I bought this kid's collection. It's about a million cards, <laughs> easily. I got three guards. He's not even cans. exaggerating. That's the thing. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People are going to be like, yeah, okay. But okay no, yeah. no, I'm here literally looking at it. <laughs> and like, what's in here is not even close to what's in the trash can either, you know? There's three major trash cans filled with cards yeah. that I threw out yeah. that are in my front yard right now. Um, and so I've been trying to figure out a way I, my, my wife and I have been trying to build this patio in my backyard since we moved in. And so my intention was anytime I do something, I'm like, I really just want to have like a motivation to do it. Like, what's my motivation? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this to get that patio built. So I'm going to try to raise about 12 to 15 grand. That's my goal to see it. Cause I want a sick patio, you know, dirty, patio, dirty, bro, patty, yeah. dirty, patty, dirty, dirty, Dirty O. Dirty O. And I want to just make it sweet. So that's my goal with this. And so hopefully that'll happen. Um, it's like Scrooge McDuck in here in cards. It's, it's like stupid. you can swim yeah, in them if you really yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of scared to walk in here. I was like, I don't want to touch anything. They're going to fall down. Yeah. One thing I'd like to mention too, your uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys are at home listening and you know what's crazy is we don't promote these podcasts at all and we get a ton of listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, you've created a podcast called Mike's Mike Makes Playlists. Yep. And it's awesome. I would say I've listened. Uh, I had a part. I participated in the first one, mm-hmm. which was uh, all the songs that led off albums. Yeah, best album openers. Yep, and that you created that, and that was really great. And then you created the best hip hop of two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven hip hop yeah. volume one. Yep. 
And then you created on the radar volume mm-hmm. one, which is a bunch of new artists mm-hmm. that people can really get off on. And yeah. I listened to that a few times yesterday when I was cutting the grass and just phenomenal. So I would highly suggest checking that out. Yeah. And you've created a podcast around it to give people context of why you selected those songs. Yeah, yeah. That first one, uh, that first one I did without you was a little awkward, but this last one, I, I uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot to say, and I try to I try to include music that like obviously I I'm I'm well aware about, but also educate myself if I'm not uh, entirely sure about the context of the, of it. That way, you're kind of getting um, not only an objective view but also like a passionate view. Um, but yeah, it's it's a podcast where I literally make a playlist and I explain the context, and I really enjoy it. And uh, got, I've been starting to get a little little bit of listens there, and also shamelessly plugging it to my friends every once in a while. So I'm gonna keep doing it. I don't care if I have one listener a week. Uh, I'm gonna keep doing it every Friday. Uh, you'll hear my voice. I will probably be a guest again at some point. But uh, yeah, awesome. Well, we're uh, hopefully you people check that out. Have you been promoting it at all? Nope. I did. Uh, I did a tweet one day, but that was it. Okay, you should yeah. promote it, man. Okay, thanks. I think people need to hear that. Oh, okay. Because one of the things I hear all the time, <laughs> especially from older people, is that I, I, nothing drives me more crazy than hearing <laughs> rock and roll is dead. I want to fucking kill people because yeah, it's like, dude, good. if you just try, yeah, you're gonna find out quickly. There's a lot of great music out there. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really proud that you're spearheading that, mm-hmm. which is tough. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that kind of pays off in the end. For sure. For sure. So we're at about the 40 minute mark. Um, I think it's a good time to wrap up. If you do. Yeah. Follow us at Local219 across all platforms. That's yeah. Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok, TikTok, which is pretty yep. exciting. Also, uh, follow our food and beer pages, which will be kicking back off again. Um, I'm, uh, I'm trying to come up with some pretty cool content for the beer page and uh, kind of bring the beer community more together into the forefront, especially in this post-pandemic time. Because um, beer is awesome, and it's a reason to celebrate. Uh, and there's, I mean, can't celebrate without alcohol. And those Instagram titles are at? Eat local two one nine and mm-hmm. at drink local two one nine. So check those out. We also have another one called at explore local two one nine, which focuses on a lot of the real estate we've been doing. So, yep. Mike, thanks for joining me on such a hot button issue. Yes, yes, I'm I'm I'm, had, I'm happy I was here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.